You're listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. Chris and Jana are parents of three, life and business partners who share their personal development techniques so you can grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jana here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 41. Yes. And today, guys, you know, we don't do everything perfect by any stretch of the imagination. What? What? But we want to share with you guys the things that are working for us during this pandemic. Yeah. So, look, we're like, what, over a month into this chaos of being quarantined. I mean, longer than that since the whole coronavirus, COVID-19 thing started. But it's been officially, I think, almost exactly a month since we've been on like serious lockdown. And I got to tell you, I mean, we've gone on, I mean, we've been through a roller coaster of emotions through all this and through, because even though we've talked about this before, because even though our home life hasn't changed drastically because I stay at home and you work from home. Um, I think just being in limbo, all of the uncertainty has really thrown us through for a loop. But there are things that when we're doing them, I feel like we're handling the whole situation a lot better. So yeah, like, like what I always say, whenever we're in a funk, I, I always go back to telling Jana, you know, like, just look at the data, like freaking yeah. <laughs> whenever we're happy, what are we doing? Like, how are we living our lives? What time are we waking up? You know, how are we, how are we respecting our marriage, respecting our health, all those things. And so our time, our everything, right. You know, it's interesting. It's like a, it's really is a slow fade though. It's not something that just happens all at once. Like, and where I'm speaking from right now is I had a bit of a breakdown today. Just today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which is ironic since I knew that our episode today was talking about basically how to thrive during a pandemic. But guys, something that's interesting, I've realized just because you know what to do doesn't always mean you do it, but we still know what to do. Yes. To thrive. Yes. There's there's no lack of information of what to do. It's right. just a matter of doing it. And I feel like a really strong tip would be never miss two days in a row. Whatever you're trying to do, <laughs> never miss two days in a row. Because after you miss that second day, you done rolled it's off just the wagon, a slow fell fade. in yeah, the dirt, and yep. it's over. It's just like one thing rolls into another, rolls into another. So with that, I guess what we're saying is we understand. We're not coming at you telling you how to have a perfect pandemic life because the perfect pandemic. we're so great. We title this <laughs> i guess we'll see when we post it right but coming from people who we've done it right and we've done it very wrong and i gotta tell you my breakdown days are usually when the things like chris said are happening we're not getting up and we're not eating well and yada yada i mean let's let's just yeah let's well, real quick i have a confession to make oh no so you remember last week when i talked about how i never you know scroll for 45 minutes on the toilet yeah and you said i don't even take my phone oh to the bathroom my goodness i took my phone to the bathroom every day this week you know what <laughs> every day last week and it was so funny because i i literally like just, i literally took my phone in every single day 
And I realized it was like longer than I thought. And so uh-huh. I'm here to go on air and be like, yo, I did not even realize it was doing it. But mm-hmm. the good thing is my mind never travels to do anything bad with the phone. But I, I, I didn't even realize I'm I was doing it. shocked and appalled right now. So I'm sorry, everyone. I I accidentally lied. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you sorry to me? Because we literally argued about it. So I was like, are you sure? Because you're in the bathroom for a long time. And I... I guess. I, I don't Were know. you on TikTok? <laughs> no. Because guess what? But TikTok That's is... another confession of ours. Yes. I'm totally telling everybody we joined TikTok. And you know what's funny is I don't think people on other social media platforms think the stuff on TikTok is funny unless they're on TikTok. Does that make mm, sense? Yes. I'm noticing that because we're just not good oh, at it so far. We were crying laughing. Crying. The the sobbing laughing. And then like zilcho response on i got a few that Instagram. were like but the, some people didn't know what we were doing because they haven't oh, seen it on the app so see the anyways confession time's over let's talk about where we're at right now and how we can how we have done through this pandemic and you know how it can help other people yeah let's do it so like we said, we're we're, we're going to share the things that when things are going right, like these are the things we're doing, we're doing yeah. right? This doesn't necessarily mean we do this on a daily basis. So don't feel inferior to this at all in any way. <laughs> no, no. Trust me. I'll follow up and let you know all the other things we've done that have put me into an absolute mental breakdown on the floor. And I mean, I say that in a laughing way, but I really have had a hard time recently. I'm an extrovert. I need to be out of the house. I'm pregnant. The kids are on me all the time. (laughs) Seriously. I miss my friends. I miss church. I miss the grocery store, miss the gym. Like I just miss getting out of our home every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know what you got till it's gone. You don't. So anyways, okay. So one of the top things and go figure this is what we talk about anyways, that you can do to make the most out of this pandemic and just really survive it or thrive through it is what we really want to do is take care of yourself. We're back to that whole fill your cup first thing. Yeah. So some ways that we really focus on taking care of ourselves when we're feeling our best is, you know, we are doing the right things nutritionally for our body. So for instance, something that prepares us to do that would be just getting rid of all of the crap, kind of kind of doing a pantry raid and getting rid of all of the crap that would otherwise be far too easy to uh, to succumb to. Like that whole quarantine snack thing is no joke because when it's there, I don't know about you, maybe I just have like a problem with food and drinks, but when stuff is in the house that we don't normally have or that's not good for me, like I think about it more often. I'm like, ooh. I'm not really hungry, but I mean, I could go for some chips right now or cookies or. That's because there's no resistance to those snacks. Oh, wait, here comes, here comes coach. I'm just saying like bad habits, right? Are found in our comfort zone. And so bad habits that have no resistance to them become really far too easy to, uh, to fall into. So, I mean, today, before we even got on the mic just now, I was thinking, man, I want some chocolate. I know. (laughs) And. I realized that we did not bring home the Easter candy from we did not from Mimi's, and now uh, 
we don't have any chocolate in the house. So it was just kind of easy to let that craving pass. And well, we do you are. know what? There actually is some in the trash. It's in the wrappers. <laughs> oh, it's okay. still wrapped if oh, you're really desperate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I decided to just throw it away because I knew I wouldn't leave it alone. I don't even like Whoppers. We did have some Whoppers here. I don't even like Whoppers. They give me cold chills when I bite into them. It's like the most odd sensation. That's weird. Whenever I bite into them, I like instantly get cold chills. But they're really not that good. But If, if you're listening to this and you get cold chills too, please message me because I've never had anyone <laughs> so agree with weird. me and I'm just, I'm looking for that it camaraderie. It is a weird texture. <laughs> but really I is. tossed them all because I just was like, I don't even like these, but I'll eat them if they're here just because, like right. you said, they're easily here. Right. So... Long way to say pantry raid. Clean out your <laughs> pantry and your fridge and your freezer. If the stuff is in your house, you can't eat it, and you're probably not going to go to the store right now to go get it. Right. Another thing is getting your spouse involved. So I know this is a struggle for a lot of people because one spouse, you know, may not have a problem with eating, and the other one might. You know what I mean? Like I know, I know there's a lot of spouses who one is like a total junk food eater and the other one's trying to be healthy and it's hard to get them on board and stuff. So somehow. Well, maybe just get them on board like, and actually like share with them. I don't know, like what, what the repercussions are if nothing changes. Right. So, so let's, let's just say for instance, we'll stereotype here. We'll say there's, there's mom who, you know, wants to, you know, stay away from the snacks and all that stuff. And if they're in the house, she's for sure going to eat them. And then there's dad who might be relying off of his metabolism or off of his just not caring. <laughs> the dad bods in apparently. Apparently the dad bods in, right? I did everything backwards. <laughs> and, um, and so now was that douchey? Did, did that sound douchey? <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. So yes. So there's dad who either doesn't care or, is relying on his metabolism and he's just like shoveling in the junk food. But mom, if you go to your husband or, you know, baby daddy or whatever, right? We're so weird I tonight. I don't even know. And you say like, look, this is really jacking me up. This is jacking up my mental health, having this stuff in the house. Like I'm not functioning at my best. I need to be able to not be so stressed around, around the kids. And ultimately like I need to be able to focus on my work in a different environment. I'm not used to being in all that stuff. Then you know, the reasons become a little deeper and I think you could probably get them on board. Well, the thing is not everybody realizes that food, especially junk food, processed food can affect you that way. I remember, I mean, I literally did not know that it could mess with my mental clarity. And I mean, I knew it could make me gain weight. And that was the only thing I really thought of when I thought about it being bad for you. But I tell you what, I noticed such a difference in myself I notice a difference in you and I notice a huge difference in our kids when we are lax in our diets and just kind of eating the the snacks or the desserts or whatever it is that yes. we're eating. I notice a horrible difference in my, yeah. my mental stability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sugar jacks me up. It makes me a jerk. I mean, well, whenever you, whenever <laughs> you're like Christopher being a jerk, chances are I had a Snickers. <laughs> a sn- yeah. When do you ever have Snickers? I, it, it was a commercial. Come on. You know, like you're no. not yourself when you're you have Snickers. You haven't seen that. No, you're not yourself. You're, you're not yourself when you you need a Snickers. You, oh, never mind. You need a Snickers. We're really bad at I that. I blew that. All right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so, tell them about one thing that we've done recently that's been really helpful. Something that we did, and this was only our first go at it. So, again, you know, understand we are not perfect with this, but 
we usually get overwhelmed with like the thought of planning meals and kind of knowing what all we're going to put together within the meals. So we have staples that we buy that are healthy whole foods and stuff that, you know, seem to be easy. But the other day when I got home from the grocery store, I put everything on the counter and we just started like laying everything out meal by meal. So we started planning the meals before we put all the groceries away. And then like we basically had these piles of of ingredients that showed like, here's this meal, here's that meal, here's that meal. And we worked out how far our groceries would take us. Cause one, it, it's so frustrating for me to spend a few hundred bucks on groceries. And then her be like, Oh, we're out <laughs> like five days later. I'm like, what the freak we've we been eating, you know? And then, um, and then for her, it just, it just really helps her to kind of compartmentalize her thoughts and be like, Oh, okay. So this is what I'm going to do with the groceries. That way, you know, we have a plan. Yeah, I mean, I'm literally fixing every meal every day for five of us. And I mean, I'm going to say six because I'm pregnant and I change my mind very quickly on like I could meal plan and I'll know what I want. And then when it's time to cook, that doesn't sound good anymore. I'm tired and yada, yada, yada. Most people are, even if you're not a stay-at-home mom, if you're in quarantine life right now, you're getting me right now because I keep seeing all these funny things out there about how we're all sick of cooking. And this is my normal life and it's hard. So I get really overwhelmed trying to meal plan. I'll get really like into it. I'll get a few days done and I just basically say, screw it. And we buy a bunch of random groceries and then I try to figure it out as we go. So this really helped me and I'm a visual person. So we literally had seven days worth of lunches and dinners because breakfast is pretty standard, pretty easy um, laid out. And I took, I took pictures of each pile, which has even helped me to go back and be like, oh, what were what was I gonna make tonight with this chicken? Okay, yeah, in the picture I put corn and green beans or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's like really helped. And one more thing on snacks, and I and I forgot, I feel like this is a visual thing, but let me see if I can explain it. Our three kids, they want snacks all day long. And they're not happy with, you know, what I give them usually because they want they want what crackers and carbs and bars and the snacky snacks. So we realized we're like, we've got to stop this. Cause one, I'm already cooking three meals a day. I'm so sick of being asked for snacks as soon as they're done eating or they don't eat. And then they want a snack and it's just a fight all day long. Our littlest is like climbing into the fridge and the counters. I mean, it's just been terrible. So Chris and I developed a system and this has been two weeks going pretty strong except for, I mean, pretty strong. It's it's really been helpful yeah. where we took baskets. And so we made one basket with uh, cut up veggies. And that's like the green basket. We made another basket with uh, fruits and like those pouches. Um, and that's the purple basket. And then we made another basket that is the yellow basket. It's got like string cheese, hard boiled eggs, macadamia nuts, uh, peanut butter, that kind of stuff. The goal is like healthy fats that are going to like sustain them throughout the day because yeah. they don't get enough healthy fats in their diet. What a lot of us should notice is I think everyone's starting to figure out, obviously, like high carb, low fat doesn't work. Everyone's figuring that out. But kids still eat low fat, high carb. They still eat that way. And so we have to kind of like, I don't know, engineer our snacks in a way that yeah. that puts fat and healthy fat in their diet. Otherwise, they're just going to be hungry all day. Well, long. think about it. All the normal like kids foods are carbs. I mean, it's 
mac and cheese, pizza, yes. chicken nuggets, crackers, chips, and primarily processed. So, yeah. if you follow my social media, you saw me put this up. But basically, you know what people have to understand about processed foods and why our kids crave snacks the way they crave them and stuff is because processed foods primarily have like you know protein, fiber, and fats actually leached out of them. And protein, fiber, and fat are the only three things that are going to actually like signal your brain and tell you you are full, you are done eating. And so snacks do that for a reason, right? They make more money when you eat more of them. And so um, and so, what we have to do is kind of like realize, oh, shoot, <laughs> that is that is why our kids are hungry. So it really helped us when we just kind of implemented healthier fats in their snacks. That way they didn't want as many. Um, and, then, uh, and then the thing we did for dinner. Well... Just to finish up on the colored baskets, I actually nerdy enough made a oh, chart. Sorry. I didn't mean to. That's okay. A chart that goes on the fridge. And so kids really thrive on routine and just knowing what's going on. So normal days, it would be like, oh, they'll eat. And then they just keep asking me for snacks. No, no. You just say yada, yada. Well, now almost at the same time every day in between breakfast and lunch, I let them know they can pick a snack from the purple and the yellow basket so they can pair a fruit with like a fat. So they, may, they might do apple and peanut butter. The one usually picks, picks like an orange and string cheese or whatever. So a healthy snack. Then we have lunch. And then if they want a snack between lunch and dinner, it has to be from the green basket to make sure they're getting veggies in. And then to make them feel like they're getting a treat, they can, if they choose, have one from the purple basket after dinner, which is their quote unquote dessert, but it's just a piece of fruit from the basket. So with them knowing what they can have and when, they've really not been asking me all day for snacks anymore. And they get excited about getting to choose what they want and mix and match and just having a routine. Um, it's hard to keep up with sometimes because the littlest will still ask for something randomly, but a three and almost five-year-old are really seeming to get it. So I would highly recommend some sort of system like that because I know we're all annoyed with yes, it being is in the kitchen all day. Frustrating. Um, the other thing that we we did to kind of um, kind of help them nutritionally through this time because we got to understand we're all home, you know, and our kids are bored and all they want to do is eat. Right. And all we want to do is eat because we're all home. Right. And then, you know, there's more emotions, a lot of things attached to what's going on right now, which makes us eat our emotions and eat our stress and all those things. And so um, something we've done with the kids is uh, and we didn't do this before, but we should have. But really buttoning it up has been helpful. What we did was, you know, if they have, you know, carbs or something at a meal that's like their favorite thing, usually they would just keep asking for that over and over again and skip over their vegetables and skip over all that stuff. And so now we're like, look, you're not just going to overeat that stuff and act like you have a separate stomach for that, you know? And we have been a little bit more like, cool, all right, we're, we're going to give you a healthy portion of whatever. And then if you want more, you have to finish your vegetables. And if you're still hungry, you can have something else. Yeah, here's that. We're not trying to put our kids on diets or anything. No. We're just trying to make sure they're getting the right nutrients in because it's so easy to just take the easy route and just give them what they want. Yes, and their brains, honestly, guys, their brains are literally craving these things. Like, There's nothing you can do about it. If you feed your kids carbs and they have a lot of sugar throughout the day, they're going to continue to crave that just like you are. And so it's freaking science, right? Like we have to combat that at some level because 
I'm not trying to sound like a freak here, but I mean, they're literal chemists that are hired for these snack companies and these huge companies that they, de they literally formulate these things to make sure we eat more of them and want more of them. And that's how they make more money. Like I said, so is we that, have to step in. Is that why I can eat more calories in, a, in chips and dip than I could like yes. a steak dinner? Yes. That, <laughs> or like cheese fries. And that, like that's a perfect example because if you go to a really nice steak place, and like chances are you're not getting dessert at a place like that if you just fill it up on steak because you have like you know a lot of protein and a lot of fat and a lot of fiber in your in your stomach and that hits all your sensors in your brain and your stomach to say like we are full dude but you can sit there and eat a couple boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts like I'll tell you when we went to the pumpkin show a few years oh ago I had twelve gosh. donuts which is insane I, I don't know donuts. those are still pretty I mean, heavy those are like three hundred calories a piece probably right but so I, I could eat like a whole bag of six hundred calories in donuts and I was ready for more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's insanity. How, yeah. How so what we're trying to say is one thing you can do is button up yours and your kids nutrition. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to make a chart and snack baskets all at once or anything. Just take it slow. Do a, do a pantry clean out. Just take it slow because I know it's easier. Honestly, said I would than say done. slow. Sorry, but I would say slow is, is not a pantry raid as much as slow is probably just starting with like if you notice your kids are overeating on carbs and stuff, then just be like, hey, yeah, just chill out on that and have vegetables and stuff before I give you more. And then that keeps it simple, you know, and then working back from there, once they once things are a little more palatable, like healthy things are a little more palatable for them, then you hit the pantry rate and start to get rid of stuff. Because uh, if you just suck everything away, well, yeah, it's going to piss them off. <laughs> <laughs> True. And yourself off because we all. Yeah probably are doing similar things right now. It's hard. It's a it hard is. time when you're in limbo. It is. So that is one thing. And we're speaking from, we've done it the good way and we've done it the not good way. Yes. And I promise you my weeks that I'm eating better are so much better. Yes. And the kids behavior too. And that's a whole other yeah. subject, but yeah. Yeah. Another thing is of course, get outside, move, do any kind of exercise you can. Uh, we've, we found this, I think it's called cosmic kids yoga. Um, it's like, Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. It's like themed. They do all the different Disney and, and cartoon character type themed kids yoga. The kids get really into that. Yeah. Like they're in the frozen castle doing yoga and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. That's something that they've really enjoyed. Obviously, the days that are nice in freaking Ohio, at least mm -hmm. it's random, but we get out and take walks and stuff. And I don't know. I think just moving your body in some way helps us all. Yes. We well. In regards to outside, like we live on the wrong side of the windows, man, like our whole lives, <laughs> like our whole lives. We don't, we don't realize that. And so, I mean, our bodies were made to be outside a lot longer than they were made to be inside. And so we have to take advantage of that, especially if you live in the Midwest, like we do. And you have like very few and far days between. Yeah. So. Which means we're vitamin D deficient. And I wish I would have looked it up, but it causes a lot of issues. Oh yeah. ton. Like emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Vitamin D deficiency. Definitely. Definitely jacks with your brain, brain chemistry. So yes. Um, moving on. Another way you can take care of yourself is by doing what you're doing right now. Invest in your brain. Listen to a podcast, read a book. Yes. And you might have to be more intentional about that right now because before when you had the commute to work or the commute back, um, or, you know, you were going anywhere. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Right. Now you have to be a little more intentional about those things, but realize like 
those things weren't only luxury. Sometimes they're necessary. Sometimes yeah. it's just really necessary to be able to kind of detach yourself and, um, I don't know, form your self-care. For my moms out there, something I've been doing to try to squeeze in one every now and then is after lunch, I implement quiet time. So the littlest, she naps, and then the other two, let them watch a movie or whatever. And I've literally, when I am able to do this, I'll put in headphones and I'll just listen to something while I clean or do dishes or cook dinner or whatever. Or when we take, not really when we take walks because, you know, I got to entertain the kids but yeah we don't listen to anything when we take walks no and then chris turns on a podcast at bedtime usually yeah yeah sometimes before we go to sleep turn on a podcast and listen in that way but uh yeah and then um some other things we definitely need to get better at but again things that when when things are going well we're, we're making time to you know just sit and play a game together like you know play cards or something hanging out um and then as a family, the girls are always really riled up and want to hang out toward the end of the night. So sometimes I'll try to roughhouse with them for, uh, you know, a few minutes before bed, but it doesn't always work out. But when it does, I know that they feel the connection. Yeah. Another thing you can do is color or paint. Adult coloring books are my jam. I always forget about them, but that's something that I, when I'm thinking about what I could do to take care of myself right now, that's something that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. I think, uh, I think, you know, a huge thing that obviously we have a good idea of when things are working, this is, this is a top of my list at least. And that is, and that is 100% getting up before the kids. And I will be totally honest. So I mean, for the past like four or five years, I've gotten up at like between 315 and 430. Uh, for work or whatever. And even when we worked from home, I got up early just to keep that routine. And during this phase of, you know, just difficulty, I was like, you know, maybe I need more sleep. And so I started, you know, just kind of going to bed a decent time and getting like more sleep. And at first it felt good, but now I'm falling into like a little bit of a, a little bit of a funk, I feel like. And I definitely got to get back to, you know, early. Well, you skipped ahead a little bit. This is actually part of the next step in thriving through this pandemic. And it's just in general creating a routine because a lot of us are thrown into a whole new life here. And I know I have a lot of friends who are used to working outside of the home and they're like, wait, wait what are you doing? You got up and got dressed today. Like I'm still in pajamas because it's just so hard to adjust to all the, you know, we're homeschooling now and we're doing this now and craziness. So something that is just key for you, whether you have kids or not, is creating a routine. And then that is part of it is getting up before the kids is our, like Chris said, one of our number one tips Yes, and in the routine. Our day usually sucks pretty bad if we don't. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, lately things have been harder and that's one thing we can check on the list that we've not been as intentional about getting up before them. So Chris gets up and gets like a workout in or gets work done that kind of stuff. I, I usually get a work. I get a 90 minute work block in and then I get my workout in and then I have enough time to hang out with the kids for breakfast. And then I do like my devotions and get a whole, you know, ton of work done after I'm left alone for a few hours. And it's, it's a great routine. I get it absolute ton done, but well, it definitely makes it. you feel like you have a head start on the day when you can do that. For me, I get up, um, 
and just I'll do my devotion, I have my coffee and I read and I just have some quiet time to prepare for the chaos that is sure to to ensue. So that's a huge, huge one for us. Another part of having creating a routine is just knowing what you're going to do for the day. The day just gets away from you if you don't. And I'm so guilty of this lately. Again, thinking I'm just going to go with the flow. And then by the end of the day, I'm like freaking out because I'm just overwhelmed. I've been running in circles all day and I don't feel like I truly got anything accomplished. Yes. Yes. Every great day starts the night before. Planning, knowing what you're going to do for the day or you're waking up crazy early and you're planning and knowing what you're going to do with the day then. Uh, but yes, I mean, absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're working from home. doesn't matter if you're not working from home and you're, and you're, and you're with the kids, which is a ton of work. Uh, just knowing what to expect for the day, just having at least a little bit of a framework is so critical. And like, if you think about it, you have to make so many de- decisions all day long. It gives your brain a rest to do little things, even like lay out your clothes the night before, which when I do it, I, I don't know why, but it starts my day better. I've been having the girls lay out their clothes the night before because I'm so sick of in the morning going through all their stuff. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, why do you even bother getting dressed if you're not going anywhere? But honestly, for me, even if I'm changing from a pair of leggings to other leggings, <laughs> I just feel better when I when I get dressed. Um, the homeschooling stuff, knowing what you're doing for their schoolwork takes off so much thinking in the morning my days run so much smoother when I have my plan laid out and I'm ready to go for their, for their school time and their clothes are all set out and stuff. Just mm-hmm. take some of the stress out of the day. Cause it is so hard to be home all day, every day with a family. It is hard. And I'll say this really quick. So something that some people would be like, yeah, but doesn't it take willpower to even like create those systems? And it, it somewhat does, but something that I do with, with some of my coaching clients is I will implement the after I, I will statements. And before you think I'm just getting nerdy with you, like basically you take a trigger or I'm sorry, basically you take something you're used to doing as a part of your routine all the time that never changes. So if you brush your teeth before you go to bed, maybe that would be a trigger for I lay out my clothes now. So after I brush my teeth, I lay out my clothes, right? And so if you create a trigger and have an after I, I will statement, then you are a high, you have a high likelihood of actually implementing something like this. So something we were doing was, um, you know, John was getting like really overwhelmed with the laundry, rightfully so. And I was like, okay, how can we fix this? So the after I, I will statement became like after I put the girls to bed or after we put the girls to bed, we put our clothes away together. And then, you know, if I want to listen to a podcast or talk or catch up, we're at least like getting that off of our plates. Yeah. And I mean, we kept... Was that too nerdy? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I think that's such a valuable tip because it is, if you're listening to this, it can be really overwhelming, but that's one way that really, we, I mean, we kept our room clean for weeks like that and it really did help me. And then, like Chris said earlier in this episode, you take two days off because you're tired or you feel like doing something else and it just unravels quickly. So, but we do need to get back to that. Yes. Next communicate. No, well, what do you want to say? Well, I was just going to say that along with that, the next thing I was going to say is that we, you do little things to help yourself. Like 
splitting up and assigning chores. There's so many unmet expectations in marriage of who's going to do what. Mm. And now everybody's home together. So I'm sure there's even more blurring of the roles. So that's one thing is Chris was like, hey, John, I need help with laundry. This is something we can do. Another thing we've been doing um, that's just really helped us is after dinner, I make sure the dishes are put away and I wipe the counters. Then Chris sweeps and vacuums so that can come downstairs and it not be an absolute mess. And it's not all on me. And he doesn't, you know, I'm not expecting him to do it all. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a teamwork thing. That's really helped us keep up a little bit. Yeah. That has helped. That has helped a lot. Just, you know, making sure, like you said, the, uh, the lines aren't blurred and sometimes it just simplifies things. Sometimes you look at the house, you're like, Oh man, we got to take the trash out. We got to do the floors. We got to clean the kitchen. We got to clean the you know playroom, all this different stuff. And if you just create one thing to focus on, it's like, all right, this is my job. My job is the floors. Cool. <laughs> like it, it just simplifies things in your brain. So you're not so overwhelmed. Yeah. And then it makes me feel better to know that I have help and that Obviously, the sweeping, the mopping, and the vacuuming takes up so much more time that it doubles the time that I'm already in the kitchen. So yeah, help out your partner, y'all. Yes. And then in addition to that, in the morning, she hates unloading the dishwasher. So I in the morning, the I the only thing I do in the morning before I get to work after my workout and stuff is I unload the dishwasher. So that's easy. It's like, all right, one thing to do, no worries. Usually, I fast through breakfast and stuff. And um, so I just... That's all I have to do. It's that simple. So, And as small as that is, that helps me to start the day with, okay, the kids are done with breakfast. We're all done. I put it straight in the dishwasher because just like one little small thing adds up. Once that, once the first dish gets put in the sink, it kind of just adds up throughout the day. So Yes. And some of you are probably like, you guys are so nerdy. Why do you guys do all this? <laughs> but honestly, like we went through one kid, two kids. Now we're at three kids and we're, you know, pushing for four here. And I tell you what, like each kid just requires a new level of focus and intentionality. We always talk about it. And I mean, straight up, like the more kids you have, the more structure you need, period. Otherwise, it's just freaking chaos. And And it's already chaos. chaos. So at least being able to control some of the chaos, you know, on some days it feels better. It's true. So if you're not to the three or four kid level with us yet, you got time. Go ahead and start implementing some stuff yes, like this oh now. Smooth sailing. Absolutely. So, so far, what have we talked about? Taking care of yourself, creating a routine. The next one during this pandemic time, it's important all the time, but especially right now is. We talked about nutrition and then we talked about, um, and then we talked about routine, right? Yeah. Well, nutrition was part of taking care of yourself. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So next off communication with your spouse. So, um, you know, gosh, this is a crazy time. And I think we even mentioned it in our show, maybe three episodes ago, three or four, right? Right when we were all like very, uh, it was obvious the economy was going to start crashing and things were going to change big time. We got on here and we're like, look, like we have to be at our best, you know? Um, but even now, four weeks later, I look back like, jeez, <laughs> it's been really tough. But it's the thing is that it's tough for all of us and it's uncharted territory for all of us. So it's so easy to like in this time, it's so easy to be scared and that bring out 
other feelings. Like Chris and I are going through so much right now, like most people are, but in just a different way. And there's so much uncertainty and so much stress. It's so easy to, for Chris, especially the, and it's not all men, but a lot of men aren't the communicators naturally to bottle things up and just try to put his head down and get through it. But it affects me because I'm his wife and I, and I know him. And so I sense it. So what was it a couple of days ago? I'm like, Hey, we have to communicate. It's something we're good at. We're good at communicating when we do it, but well, so I'll step in here. So we had a pretty serious conversation the other day because she was just feeling like a disconnect. And and there was a true disconnect there because I was almost like I was almost disconnecting myself on purpose a little bit, which wasn't a good idea. But basically, my thought process was, all right, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of uncertainty in our lives moving forward. We were not ready for a recession in any way, shape or form. And now here we are. And I've just been telling myself, all right, I've got to stick with you know, taking care of my body and, you know, getting sleep and all these things and, you know, making my office, my oasis when I'm getting away and staying focused and getting done what I need to get done, serving my current clients, all that stuff. And so, you know, behind these office doors is, you know, just pure chaos. Kids are ruining things. They're coloring on things. They're like breaking our house down. Like there's just so many things happening and she's sitting here with the brunt of it all. So when we do finally connect again, you know, between like lunch and, you know, different breaks and stuff, like she's a mess. She's upset, right? That there's a lot going on. And so now um, when she comes into my, into my, you know, oasis upset, right? It, it jacks my mentality up, right? And, but I need to be there to support her. But my, my whole thought process behind it was like, I have to kind of like detach and just keep myself healthy. Cause I know if I go down, the ship goes down, you know? And, and that was like my motivation. But when she brought that up to me, she's like, look, dude, like you can't, like, I need you. Like I'll, I'll work with you here, but basically we had to have a conversation about it because she just felt a very strong, you know, disconnect. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was my bad. Well, because without communicating, I didn't know that's what you're doing on my side. The story I'm able to tell myself is he doesn't care. He's just worried about work. And I get that he's worried about work because we obviously need money to live, but you know, I'm jumping into all these new roles too. I'm, almost in my third trimester of pregnancy. The kids are, like you said, just going crazy because they've not been out of the house in a month. And it just, it's so easy when you don't communicate to build up this story in your head. I know Chris isn't a villain. I know that he is not selfish. I know that he cares about us. But when you're going through all these emotions and you're going through all this unknown and then you don't communicate, it's so easy to tell yourself a story. And the story I started telling myself was that you didn't care about what we were doing and you just were up here hiding out doing what you have to do. And it was like your life was separate from ours at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there's so many emotions going on in your houses as well with everything going on. Um, And it's important for you to be able to talk to your spouse and tell them how you feel and approach it that way. Approach it like, I don't know if this is what's going on in your head, but this is how it's making me feel. This is the story I'm telling myself. Can you, you know, can we talk? Yeah, I'm with it, man. Um, Moving on. So, you know, I think there's a fundamental difference between watching the news and checking the news. So, 
I mean, it's important to be informed, right? Um, but we talked about this a few weeks ago, just what the media is doing. They're just doing the most incredibly, uh, incredibly frustrating things right now to continue to incite fear. I saw something, um, I didn't even check the news, but I saw somebody who, you know, I guess their their picture was put on the news when they were standing in line at a grocery store and their son got a hold of him and was like, Hey dad, I saw you're on the news or whatever. And the guy's like, that picture is from hurricane Harvey. When I was waiting outside of the grocery store after they'd, they'd been hit, you know, that picture is from hurricane Harvey. And here CNN is trying to put it all over and make it look like it was the coronavirus. It's like these people are manipulating the absolute piss out of everybody. And they're putting up, you know, such dishonest, things right now that are just trying to scare you because if you watch, they make more money. It's that simple. And so the news loves what's happening right now. And they are literally squeezing that lemon with every ounce of juice they can. Yeah. So with that being said, a way to get through this pandemic in a positive way, turn the news off. Like Chris said, check it every now and then. Like It's good to be informed but just sitting in front of your TV all day and waiting for every single press conference, every single article you can find, every single scary story you can read, it all it's doing is inducing panic and anxiety. And even if you don't feel it right in that moment, it seeps in the more you let it in. And again, be informed. I think it's important right now to be looking at all sides of this because, I mean, this is something that we've never gone through before. And there's a lot of things that can be misinformed, especially when it comes to things like politics and money. So I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not jumping all conspiracy right now. I'm just saying, be informed. You can look at all sides. It's okay. Um, yeah. Well, and we we have seen both sides of this, by the way. So when this first all happened, we were watching the governor and the president. Every day. Mm -hmm. We watched the first maybe six or seven days. Yeah. And then after Ohio got completely shut down, it's like, what is there to watch? <laughs> like, oh, okay. The new announcement is you can carry out alcohol. Cool. Like that doesn't change my life, you know? Thanks to so, wine. <laughs> yeah, wine with the wine. Thanks to wine. <laughs> but yeah. So I think where it's at right now is, you know, obviously Trump's going to get on um, a few hours before the stock market. And he's doing that every day because he wants to incite hope into the market. And that's the reason he's doing it. He's not doing it to inform you every day, like <laughs> straight up. Like everybody has an agenda, man, like every single person. And so, um, and so the idea here is like, you know, don't be used and abused by the media during this time because you only need to know so much. Truth. So then the other thing you can do to thrive or survive or have a positive, what do we say? A positive pandemic? A positive pandemic. <laughs> Give yourself and your family some freaking grace. I keep saying it. I'm going to say it again. We've not done this before. We're all going through something literally on a global level. We are all going through something. And guess what? I probably said this before, but life is not stopping just because this pandemic is happening. There's still other things happening in life that are hard on top of that. And I know that I need to give you grace. I need to give myself grace. I need to give our kids some grace. They're driving us crazy right now. So crazy. They're so hard right now. 
But when I when when they're not screaming in my ear, I can sit back here and level-headedly say, "We got to give them grace because the poor things haven't been out of the house in over a month. Besides, like going for walks and stuff, and it's hard. They don't understand their little brains. I, I feel bad for school-age kids who are just completely th- thrown off their routine and probably missing their friends and their activities and just normal life this is hard for everybody it is but it's our job as parents and like it's our job to you know be mature enough to make the hard decision and actually like put them back on schedule and like keep a sense of normalcy you know it's like it would be so easy right now for us to have we call it a special night when when the girls get to like sleep in our room on the floor or or we have like a family loft sleep overnight with a loft yeah we, we call it a special night and like It'd be easy to just do that every night right now. It's easy, right? We don't have to put the kids to bed. We don't have to fight with them. Um, you know, they can stay up. We can, you know, mindlessly scroll our phones or like, you know, just whatever and chill. But the reality is like, that's not the best thing for them. So no matter how, how exhausted we are and listen, we've been on both sides of this. We've succumbed to it and just been like, screw it. And then other times, you know, it's like, oh, let's just, let's just bite the bullet, man. You know, no matter how exhausted we are, we know what the right thing to do is because they, they don't have the option. Like our kids don't have the option to know that like, you know, overload of bad snacks and staying up late and all this stuff is bad for them. Like we have to implement that stuff, even though we don't want to, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's so much easier to just let them do what they want, but so, in the long dude, run, it makes it way harder. Yes. Like freaking I. I, I don't know if I've said this on the show yet, but I feel this statement. It's just like, if you think parenting is easy, you're freaking not doing it right. <laughs> like You're just not. Men. Like for all you freaking trolls out there who, not you listening, but all, all, all <laughs> the like, trolls what? out there listen, not, no, <laughs> all the trolls out there who are on social media like, oh, I have nine kids and it's super easy. I'm like, yeah, the freak, right? No way. Like then your kids are eat raising like each crap, other. Are, yeah, exactly. Are, are raising each other, are not, not respectful little humans. They're just adding to the jerks in the world. Like freaking A, dude. Like parenting is a cakewalk when we let our kids walk all over us. Yeah, until it's not because then they are losing their minds. And like right. you said, you got to undo all the bad behavior. Exactly. Like, but It's freaking hard. But again, though, if you... If you have been doing step off my soapbox. No, well, well, the whole point in that point was give yourself and your family and your kids some grace. Like this is still a hard time to try to navigate. Like I've said a million times, right? It's uncharted waters for all of us. So if you have been giving into that stuff because you just feel like you're stuck and you feel like you're in limbo and you're like, okay, when quarantine's over, whatever it looks like for you, you can give yourself some grace. You're not too far gone here i mean i know we literally feel bipolar sometimes the way it's like one week we're doing so good and we're on it and then the next week i don't feel good and you know pregnancy's taking a toll on me and there's more uncertainty within our business or our lives or family drama or whatever it looks like and that's when i very easily go okay we're just gonna have a special night tonight i can't deal with bedtime and stuff but i can't beat myself up for that gotta give myself some grace can't beat you up for wanting to hide in the office Gotta give you some grace. This is this is my place, dude. <laughs> this is the only place I can think clearly until someone kicks the door, colors on the other side of the door, <laughs> or on your I drum hear set. It, or yeah, freaking walk in here and color my you drum set. My drum set. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's as bad as someone putting their balls on my drum set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, our two year old, 
off the chain right now. She literally, it literally happens the week they have oh, their birthday. Terrible. All of them. I don't like her at all. Shut up. I love her to death, but I don't like her. Shut up. <laughs> She's so frustrating. She's so cute, though. Oh, so cute. It's outrageous. It's almost hard to uh, get mad at her, but we do succeed in doing that. <laughs> yeah like when she draws that stuff or she's poured out like all of my lip gloss and wrote with oh, all my lipsticks yeah, anyway so the final point to having a positive pandemic thriving doing better whatever you want to call it in this pandemic is for us especially pray <laughs> just big, big time pray pray for well, Stephen Furtick says you, you're stupid to pray for patience, but <laughs> I agree with them. Pray for guidance and pray for, I mean, this to be over, for the coronavirus to be taken, healed, whatever that looks like. Um, help. Yeah. Pray for your just, friends. Just the freaking, the next step. The next step. You know, that, that's always our prayer. Like, we're like, look, we don't need to see the whole picture. Just show us the next step in this stage of uncertainty and frustration and just like emotions going from left to right, up and down. Like it's just so difficult. But really being able to like turn to a higher power and be like, all right, man, like please just take this because I don't know what to do with it. Like we've had conversations lately just to be vulnerable, like, you know we don't know what we're going to do and how we're going to get through this. We're, we're trusting that God is going to show us the path, show us the next step. And, you know, honestly, guys, we have every reason to be incredibly anxious during this time, but we cannot allow ourselves to do that. I, I talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, it's not just a matter of saying like, it's not just a matter of saying like, I won't be anxious. Like, <laughs> literally don't have a choice. Like I can't be, <laughs> there is no chance that I can let anxiety consume me where we are right now. We just have to keep pushing and keep praying for the next step. Yeah. And it's okay to, it's okay if you're back and forth on this, it's okay to like one minute be like, all right, I got this. I'm going to, I'm going to do the routine and I'm going to be prepared and I'm going to get better. And I'm going to, you know, we're going to work as a team and I'm not going to help my kids today and stuff. And then the next minute, you know, be flipping out and be like, I miss my friends and I miss places and I miss everything because just we're human. But yeah. I think it all comes down to knowing just, just knowing what to do. We know what to do. Even if we're not doing it, we know what to do. Now we can put it into place. So quick recap to get through this pandemic. Pantry raid. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> take care of yourself. Button up your nutrition. Button up your nutrition. Yeah. With uh, the pantry raid. And then we talked about um, the just, just some of the things that simplify your life from grocery shopping to meal planning to to ultimately getting the kids to eat better, which is going to, you know, just help the family in general. Um, all of those things with nutrition. Yep. And then to continue to take care of yourself, move your body some way, get fresh air, invest in your in your mind like yes, you're doing yes. right now because yes. I know you're learning so much. That's right. Well, real quick, let me touch on the on – the, um, on the movement side of things here, gosh, guys, I think what's really extra frustrating about the media is they're not telling us or giving us any tips on how to strengthen our immune system. 
You want to talk about nutrition and movement. There it is, buddy. Like I'm telling you, you guys don't have to crush yourselves with high intensity workouts and be sweating like crazy and do these, you know, crazy hard beach body workouts and stuff like that. You, you don't have to, right? You just have to stay ahead of the curve of a sedentary lifestyle because you have less space to move now, less space to go. And so ultimately we have to be intentional about, you know, getting outside like we talked about. And if you're going to get a workout and if you want to do high intensity, great, but you don't have to, I can tell you that much. Um, just, you know, button up your nutrition, like we said, and, you know, just create intentional plans to move, whether it's start your morning with a walk. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's in piercing weather right now. So, I mean, just put a hoodie on and get out there no matter what, what, what weather piercing piercingly cold or anything like that <laughs> piercing sorry. piercing weather anyway keep moving on so yeah all of those fall under taking care of yourself create then you need to create a routine some kind of routine especially if you're new to being home like this i promise you your days are going to go so much better if you have even a loose plan i'm not talking chris nerd style like color block your entire hour by hour day it can be really loose. It does work really well if you do that, though. It does, but it can be really <laughs> loose. Like, here's what I'm wearing tomorrow. Here's what we're eating. And we're going to do this in the morning, this in the afternoon, and this before bedtime. You know, it doesn't have to be five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. Yes. And I will say, you know, oftentimes a lot of us fall into the Monday mentality. I'll start on Monday. Well, I think a lot of us are now, oh, I'll start after coronavirus mm-hmm. is over. I'll start after the quarantines are lifted. Yeah. So, so don't let that limbo take advantage of you. We should, we should live as if this is not going to be lifted for a while. That way we can get ourselves in good routines. So it doesn't hurt as bad if it's not. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Cause I fall into that feeling like, Oh, well we're going to have a baby, another baby soon. So why, Oh, why put all this work into this routine? Then it's going to have to change. Just, do your routine with the mentality of like, okay, actually, this is co- totally going against what you're saying. What? But I was just going to say doing it like just a little bit at a time because it overwhelms me to think I'm creating a routine forever because life's no, always changing. That doesn't go, no, all you want to do is just build the evidence for the person you are trying to become. It doesn't matter how large that evidence is. It's just, you know what? If you're like, okay, Christian, John, I just listened to this and we're, we're close to bedtime or or whatever, you know, what's what's the next right move that is going to position you for creating a routine? It's that easy. It's like talk to your spouse like, "Hey, tonight, can we put the clothes away together?" or "Hey, tonight, can we do this? Can we do that?" Like one thing, doesn't matter, right? Anything like that is going to move you in the right direction from not doing the oh, I'll do this when quarantine's lifted. Go team. That is a good segue into the next point was communicate with your spouse. Yes. Yes. Communicate with your spouse. It's vital to this time. Like Jonna said in the uncharted territory we are in. Turn the news off. Yeah, dude. Or just stop scrolling every single article and every single. Instead of watch. And, you know, honestly, just stay away from the freaking mainstreams and find somebody else who gives the truth. True. (laughs) That's how I feel, at least. Me too. Give yourself and your spouse and your kids some grace. It's a hard time for everybody. Yep. And then, uh, and then last, but certainly not least is, you know what? Pray, give, give this difficult time to, uh, the only one that can manage it for you and show you the right steps and bring clarity. Boom. 
Boom, shake the room. That, was, that, that was a JLD Yeah, quote. you can't do no that. No one knows who JLD is. I'm... John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneurs on Fire. If you guys want to listen, he's awesome. He says, boom, shake says, the boom, room. boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. <laughs> Stop, Chris. Maybe he'll listen to this, him and Kate. Yeah, that's Probably true. Probably not. No one knows who this is, so we're just wasting your time. Okay. All right, guys. If this episode brought you some value and you feel like you are more equipped to survive, no, not survive, but thrive through this seemingly never-ending pandemic, go ahead and share it with another person. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks, guys.